0: You, it's Rachel O'Meara. I'm host of the Pausecast, and I'm so glad that you are here. We are discussing tips and proven strategies in the world of emotional intelligence, so that you can rise to your next level of leadership without the overwhelm. I'm also the author of the book, Pause, harnessing the life-changing power of giving yourself a break based on my burnout of Google and all the things that I've learned since that are really in this realm of neuroscience, psychology, and emotional intelligence. If you're interested to download my free guidebook for how to get out of overwhelm, I invite you to do that at rachelomera.com slash guidebook. Just so excited, let's just start and dive in. This is so transferable to the workplace, okay? So I just know that that's like on my agenda is to help you leave with tools and the skills that you need so that you can really have not just a stress-free holiday, but like literally shift gears so that you are really feeling fulfilled, not just right now, but this holiday and beyond, right? Whether that means your work world, your personal professional life this masterclass that I think really brings a lot of the worlds together right now, right? We've got holidays. We're tying up projects. It's the end of the year. We're literally winding down. Can't believe it, but it's happening. I literally learned a lot about this world of feeling fulfilled and learning how to be more aware because I literally burned out of Google over 10 years ago. I wrote a book called Pause based on my burnout and uh, live to tell about it. So a lot of that has to do with the emotional intelligence tools that I had learned over my, I think, eight years at least at the Wright Foundation, where I did my masters in transformational leadership and coaching, and I and I and I did a lot of work in. Uh, social intelligence and emotional intelligence where I was able to really hone this in and learn the best of breeds so I could bring it back to the corporate world. And that's really what my mission is is to help as many women and men as possible learn that they can show up differently and that we can influence the things that we need to in ways that serve us, which is awesome. What is your biggest challenge when it comes to this holiday season? You know, it might be this year particularly or it could be like every year you've got a recurring theme, kind of like all the stuff that shows up in our lives, keeps coming back kind of thing. And I put down here on the slide, like, uh, well, I took down the slide, but there's like three phases, I, I would say, kind of happen. Like the first is, is the realization the holidays are here, right? Like, oh, my God, I have a million things to do. And how am I going to finish this work stuff and get out of my overwhelm? So like, that's number one, where you're just like, what? Oh, my, like, how did this happen? <laughs> then the second thing that can happen in this phase is like, They actually show up, right? So it's like here. And then all of a sudden you're cooking for a lot of people or there's like travel, you're packing, there's stress, potentially there's drama, right? Like who here has a little drama in their world? Like, oh, I don't know. And then the third phase is is like, they're done, right? You're like, oh my God, they're over. And then you feel sad or you feel like maybe you didn't do all the things you wanted to do or like you got to get back to work, get back on the horse and you're sad about that. You're feeling sluggish. Sometimes it is taxing and, and, and we sign ourselves up for some stuff that we might not have even wanted to have. Next thing, you know, we feel like we're obligated and we have trouble brewing in that way where we don't know what we're doing. And uh, you know, that that's not fun. We don't want to do that. Right. So I think all of us can relate to that in some way. Close your eyes again, just for a moment, take three deep breaths with me keeping your eyes closed. Imagine There is your future self in front of you right now. Your future self is is with you and your trusted guide and literally leaning over to your ear and is sharing with you a few words, maybe a word or, or a phrase, or maybe this guide hands you something like a gift, your future self who's been in this already. And just allow yourself to see this, this future self of you. Maybe you make eye contact. And note what this future self of you is sharing right now. Maybe it's a phrase, something that's just super connected that only you really know with your future self, doesn't even matter. And then curl your lips up as if you were just subtly smiling. Like I know this, (sighs) say, thank you. Thank you so much future self. I so appreciate you, send you love. And I see you soon, opening your eyes back up, just allowing yourself to hear what was that message or maybe received a visionary type of a object, like a gift. Just take a moment to register that. Maybe you write it down in your in your workbook page, the, the guide. You can put it into the chat if you'd like. Whatever feels good for you. And so I didn't mention this already, by the way. But this is a this uh, I am recording this for for replay purposes. And the only people that will see this are those who are at this event who have RSVP'd. This is not going public or anything. I just want to make sure that that's. Known what happens in the wonder stays in the wonder, <laughs> so know that your vision is so important to where you choose to go. Think of it like a roadmap, right? If you don't have a map of where you want to go, how do you know where to go? How do you know how to get there? And so, that's what a vision is it's literally opening up this space that is creative, that's that's literally full of possibilities for yourself about who you could become. It's not who you are today, but this is for particularly the holiday. Like don't underestimate whatever was the word that came up for you or what you heard about. And even if nothing came up, trust and know that it's on its way. So whatever your vision is, know and hold that for yourself, right? Honor that because that's a really key part of where you can go this holiday. Right, knowing that you might feel a little stuck right now, or not like, how do I enjoy this? So I think the first issue that I want to get into, and we're, and, and this is now getting into the keys, is that we are task masters, right? Like, how many things are on your to-do list right now for for your holidays, right? Whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you want to settle tra- uh, celebrate. We are stuck in that, right? Like it's just so, so easy to get there. And that's a normal thing. So if you're actually noticing that you're maybe stuck in that mode, if you're, stu- if, you're if you're, if you're, if you feel like you're in a task abyss, we get stuck here. Like we're creatures of habit and, and we are beautiful at to do mode. But here's the catcher, right? And when we're in this heads down mode, we do not lift our heads up to be in the vision space. In fact, we are like light switches, like an on-off switch. We can only be in either the task mode, which is which is uh, what, what we're talking about, or the vision space, which we just left. Do you notice you can't do both, right? You have to like really commit to one. And that's a neurological impact. It doesn't mean we have a choice. We actually cannot physiologically do that. So we have to step back and create the vision mode, basically. Are you with me? Right? So what is, so how do we do that? So think about your holiday. Like, So we have to literally lift our heads up and do something different, if that makes sense. And what that means is we have to go from task mode to that awesome mode, like that awe-inspiring mode. Think about it like you're literally uncovering the wonder. And that just means we have a choice, right? We have a choice to switch off task mode. It might not be easy, uh, but we can do hard things as, as, we've, as we've been told, right? And we know that, but it's also your presence, which means when we're in task mode, we're kind of in our brains and our heads. Would you agree? And from there, we can't really be that present. Like We're not in our bodies uh, to notice that wonder that is all around us. And it just is a signal, right? We have to constantly kind of jog our brains and say, hey, hey brain, remember there's something happening here. <laughs> you can to remember your vision, right? That's, that's important. Like, what did I wanna do this year, this holiday? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I wanted to like really appreciate the beauty of nature around me and the lights and the people. Like the people are as festive as the lights, right? Like there's lots to take in. So the result when you do this, though, can be really, really helpful, right? So think about what your intention is. If you actually have an, uh, an activity, what's your intention? Okay, I'm gonna get these 10 things done and I'm gonna take in the wonder around me as I do it, which means you're toggling the switch back and forth from task mode to vision mode, to task mode, to vision mode, to vision mode, to task mode, and vice versa, right? Because remember, our brains are like the light switches. We cannot be in both modes at once. How will you take in the wonder this holiday so we're kind of making this an active learning right the part of my wonder is having friends quality time and doing making baking cookies uh that i probably wouldn't have done otherwise so let's get into the second problem right so these pitfalls but what is it that feels disempowering for you right so to me that's a pitfall we don't want to feel like that what is it that feels disappoint disempowering right so who here experiences holiday drama you don't have to be in drama. That's what's so cool. When you start to become aware of who and what roles are there in your particular drama. And by the way, the best part is you don't need anybody else to be in the drama triangle. I live close to my mother here in Florida, and like I'm gonna do this again. And uh, and so that's a little victimy, probably, right? I'm a little victimy sometimes. But the first step is awareness, right? So again, we're we're uncovering the wonder that, like, okay, this goes on. But it doesn't mean you stay in this role. In fact, these three roles: victim, persecutor, and rescuer, like I said, you don't need anyone else, but the victim we can all identify with, my guess is right. Like self-pity, maybe you're a martyr. And then our roles in our families sometimes are, are like what we know best, right? So we might we might default to one of them better than the others. Rescuer can look like you're assuming responsibility that isn't yours. Asking yourself why is this so key for me to be helping right now? Like, like is this really my responsibility? And then the persecutor again. I mentioned the blame and shame. I've got my little pointy finger out, like the like a you know like tattle tisk on you. So we do this all the time. But persecutors are kind of looking for absolving themselves, where they might want to blame and shame someone else. And again, we can be all three roles, right? And believe it or not, it's all tied to how we attach to our primary caregivers, right? So they all have good intentions. We don't we don't go out as a victim thinking like this is great, but we all maybe want to be seen and heard a little bit. And so we complain. We think that, and then, then maybe when we were little, that got us attention. first know that you're in the role, right? So that's your awareness. For me, I'm a I'm, a, I'm like a historical victim. I just enjoy that self-pity so much and uh have learned to wine like with the best of them. So if you're a victim, you can think about yourself as the creator instead, right? So, so how, what could I create for my reality now? Maybe there's an action you take and uh, you can avoid that defensiveness or passivity and just ask for what you want, right? And that's the key is like, we're shifting out of these patterns that have been in our entire lives. Um, so they are unconscious and we need to like really bring in that effort again to do something different. If you're a persecutor, right, like you just kind of like jump on that train of blame, shame, justification. So the idea is like to know that that OK, like that, that's that's the go to. But that might mean you don't allow you avoid the blame, shame, guilt tripping instead, accept the full responsibility. And that goes for all the roles, Right. For a rescuer, if you you know, ask yourself, like, why am I like, what am I really trying to do here? Oh, I just want attention. I just love when I, when I get like that nurturing hug from my friend Joe and uh, that, like, like, I know he needs me. I know he, he ma- like I matter but it will get easier when you do different things. So you can actively listen and be like, oh, tell me more, what's going on? I didn't know that it was hard to get the mail every day. What, what's happening with you, right? Like they might have something like that happening. First key is to pause, right? Just say, hey, hey, hang on a second. Oh my gosh, I think I'm feeling a little spun out here. What, what role am I in? Uh, so allowing that self-awareness, And then then tell yourself, like, okay, if I was 100% responsible, meaning if I was fully responsible for where I'm at right now, what would I do differently? What could be different? Oh, I could, well, and then you can actually name the feeling to get your prefrontal cortex, meaning your thinking, your creative brain online, that visionary space. When we do that, we get out of that subconscious mode a little bit and we allow ourselves more space and more breathing rooms, literally. To know what's going on. We can take more of that observer standpoint. And relate this to work, by the way, right? So whatever your role is or what you do for your current day job, you know, we all have drama and politics at the workplace. So politics is just glorified drama, in my opinion, right? So it's it's like, what what does this mean for you at work too? Like what could you do differently? to maybe not be a victim or a persecutor or a critic. As the holidays go, I mean, drama is all over the place. And my favorite way to kind of track this is watch a movie, (laughs) just go to the TV and then label who's what role you'll get really good at it. 95% of our brain, according to Dr. Bruce Lipton and, and other research is, is subconscious programming. 5% 5% is that prefrontal cortex, the cre- the actual on, pi- like you're off of autopilot, your creative side. This is why it's so hard to change habits, everybody, right? Like this is, there's a lot going on here. No wonder it's so hard and we are creatures of habit and to stay in the patterns that we want. So when we're, when we, when we fall into the same patterns every year where we feel like we're getting yanked around, maybe by the, the, the drama triangle, or we are not doing what we thought we would be doing. It's because of our 95% subconscious programming, which we've had for maybe our entire lives, most likely. The second pitfall that I wanna name is having that fixed mindset, thinking that things are the same, thinking that you don't have that power to change things. Carol Dweck, who you probably have heard of, she wrote a book called Mindset, the new psychology of success way back in 2007 now. So it's, it's actually been around for a while. And you don't have to believe your thoughts, okay? That's the other cool part of this. This is why the brains are sneaky because they're super, super clever. Catastrophizing is like thinking the worst. Like, oh, like I'm like this is gonna be terrible. Like, I can't believe we're doing this again. Self-judgment is, is just that judgy voice that you might hear. Oh, like great way to go, Rachel. Nice, nice job. Growth mindset is embracing challenges. It's persisting in the face of setbacks. It's seeing effort as the path to mastery, and we learn from the criticism, and we find lessons and inspiration in the success of others. So just pause for a moment with me here, because this is kind of a big deal, I think. Are you starting to see how you can uncover the wonder this season? Third key now. The third thing is, you know, we're so busy, and I think this ties into the first key a lot too. What keeps you busy this time of year? Knowing there's a lot of balls in the air, sometimes we just want to grasp them and that's the control. Right. But like, what if we actually whew, took a step back and let go of that and just saw how things unfolded? You know, we still can keep things in tension, right? We can still hold the poles of intention and getting our things done. We need to get done, but maybe we don't have to overstress with ourselves. Like maybe it's like the top three things in your, in your list of, of doing things. And you're like, you know what, everything else is gravy. So instead of being transactional and visified, we need to not only Create the all, but practice ongoing gratitude and play. And play is really big. And I'm going to talk about that as a in a new way. Well, that is what gratitude does. It reminds us of our why. It reminds us of what is important to us because we're actually appreciating it. And you're literally building in the neural networking. You're using your creative 5% of that brain that you have to empower yourself because gratitude doesn't happen when you're on autopilot. Right, it's that creative side. So we actually need to do that, and play can actually be one of the best ways to learn and also for feeling lighter. Right, just feeling a little more relaxed, letting that emotional energy go, and letting go of control. Right, when we think about kids on the playground, what are they doing? Right, they're they're having some fun and they are swinging on the jungle gyms. And uh, and to me. That's one of the most exciting things we can remind ourselves of because we're all just you know we've got our adult selves and as adults we get conditioned out of play, but it doesn't mean we can't bring it back in and that's our job right as as humans we can learn and relearn again and again. So gratitude is so, so important. See all these these benefits here. I'm not going to read through them, but it really does improve everything. There's so much science on this now. I love that our world has caught up on the research, but the biggest thing I love to do is share the fact that when we practice gratitude in the workplace, or this would be families as well, we're 50% more productive you not only help yourself feel more of that joy and uh, fulfillment, but you you have a ripple effect and, and you do it with everyone, which is awesome. Gratitude has been known in Brené Brown's research to be a ver- direct variable to more joy. So the people she interviewed, the thousands of interviews she's had for her research on shame, when they are happier, they, they, they actually attribute it to a gratitude that they experience or have as a practice play is important too, right? So how can you work and play? I think that's the million dollar question and know that play is the primary driver for engaging in life and feeling less stressed. So, so when we know those things, you know, we're thinking like, well, why aren't we playing more? And we think as adults, we're not supposed to, or we feel maybe a little guilty, and maybe you've got some kids in the house and like, that's awesome, but maybe you don't. So we have to create our own play, right? Eric Erickson, a developmental psychologist, he's, I love this quote. He says, as, the playing adult steps sideward to another reality. That's us, right? Like we are creating a new reality when we play. The plain child advance, advances toward um, forward to new stages of mastery. Your third, your third key here, incorporating more gratitude in play. What's your gratitude practice? What are you going to do this holiday that can be different for yourself? Hopefully you've gotten some new ideas just even being here as you've been activating your own 5% of your brain in the creative process. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And again, I'm so grateful for you. Appreciate this, um, this time. And know you have so much power. You've so much emp- empowered self that you can drive even with that little tiny sliver of 5% prefrontal cortex. It's amazing what can happen, right? Thanks for listening today to the podcast. You rock. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate us, leave your review. I'd love to hear from you and help us get the word out to all of those who are in search of wanting to get out of overwhelm and rise to their next level of leadership. If you think this that you might benefit from these tools or know anyone else who would, just invite them to join us, share this episode with them, give them, give them the go ahead, the green light, something that you've found interesting and I'm sure they will also Thanks so much for listening. Remember, sharing is caring and I'll see you next time right here on the PauseCast.